0: <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Joe Altman,
2: and I'm Ash Epp
0: And boy, do we have a we have I, I've never been this excited about a about a podcast, about a broadcast. Really I have excited. All right, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. For, yeah, we're here about your trip. Okay, how was it? So the trip was absurd. It was fun. So I was in, for those of you that don't know, I was in a place called Graham, Texas. The people were know. ridiculous. Ridiculous good, just amazing people. And Mr. Producer, so I have a story for you all that I think you're gonna wanna hear. And, and the, the great part about this story is that the things that I'm gonna be telling you about right now, see if I can do this, um, are true events that actually did happen where BLM got spanked and sent home. Ooh. <laughs> so I was hearing this story, and I go, this can't be true. And then somebody else, I met them, and they're like, hey, did you hear what happened in, in mid-2020? And I was like, no. It's like BLM tried to come here. That was a really bad idea for them. Mr. Producer, I put that picture up. It's the picture of the Ten Commandments. It's inside of the comms. Um, it's a picture inside of the square of Graham, Texas is the Ten Commandments at the courthouse steps is a monument. And I don't know if you could blow that up at all. And so those on the audio version, this is a picture of the Ten Commandments on the steps of the courthouse. Now, you'll see the the other one. You can see here it goes, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And it goes through uh, one, two, three, four, all the way down. Right, to 10. Thou shalt not covet. Um, I mean, I can can read them all to you, but you guys should all know the Ten Commandments. Everyone should know the Ten Commandments. All right, so take that down for a minute. And Mr. Producer, there's another one that they have, which is a monument. And this is a Confederate monument. So this honors the fallen soldiers of the Confederate Confederate soldiers. Now, if you talk to anybody there, this is not saying, oh, we support these Confederate soldiers. It's honoring the fallen. The slain, the losers in battle, which is typically what happens. Okay, so they're telling me about this story. So now i got to tell you this story because those monuments become very important. So, BLM, you know, the, the Bureau of Land Management, just kidding, the Black, <laughs> Black Lives Matter, came into their town or were, were from Houston. They were going to get bussed in. They're going to bust in a couple hundred BLM anti fights, right? You know, the little. <laughs> skinhead crap bags that are out there. Yeah, those people. Um, hey, before I tell you this story, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to listen now, see, because I'm going to read one of our sponsors. Enterforce, our partnership with Enterforce is giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and 20000 in cash. There is only two weeks left on this, which is pretty awesome. You can claim your code there. Great part about it is conservative daily listeners. we get a 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made using the promo code CD21. Um, You can also use CD10 and get 10% off. The great part about this sponsor is the reason why we went with them is because they give uh, the the sponsorship fee. We give that to the January 6th prisoners. Um, And then they also give to veterans on the other side. So it's a sweepstakes where they give something away. We're hoping that one of our listeners win. Um, But you can visit their site at enterforce.com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E dot com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E dot com and buy some gear. There is a shirt on there that says free our people. That's one that they were kind enough to build for us and, and we've sold uh, thousands of them, but we wanna sell more. I mean, we, we want 100,000 of these on the streets um, just as a, as a protest to how they've treated our political prisoners. Um, as a note, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win. No purchase or payment will improve your chances of winning. Okay, so they're telling me this story. So BLM is in, now back to this regular program, uh, BLM is coming in from Houston they have organizers that are t- bringing them up and they're going to come and take down these statues by force they're coming from Houston and so the they they tell everyone we're coming ominous Ooh. in Texas yeah in Texas right so that, that happened in the afternoon they get on the bus they're heading forward you know heading this way there's people inside of Antifa which you know it's kind of told everyone what was going to happen so what do you think happened in the community?
2: They rallied against it to protect their community.
0: Uh, three to four hundred people showed up fully armed, battle rattled, ready to go, right? From the community. And the great part about this, sorry, I had a uh, Snickers. That's why I'm so, haha. I, I gave you one too. I know, I didn't eat
2: yeah. it because we were getting ready to go live. All right,
0: so I ate mine. <laughs> so, But they all showed up with a battle rattle on and they called the sheriff and said, listen, if they get off that bus, if they get off the bus, if they throw one can, if they even step this direction, we're not going to wait. There's not going to be an antagonistic deal. We're literally going to, and these are my words, not their words. My words are they're going to kick their teeth in. So you know what happened? You have this, this event with three, 400 patriots around. And the BLM buses came in, <laughs> saw people wearing AR-15s and shotguns and old twenty two rifles and people of all ages, 18-year-olds standing out there with their rifles. And they said, yeah, so yeah, I, think, gonna, I think the Ten Commandments, go. I think that they're basically telling us that if we come in there, we're going to get it crushed. Yeah. And so, lo I and behold, that. they all left and went home. And the Ten Commandments still sit on the steps of the courthouse in Graham, Texas, because that community showed that you don't get to bring your communist BS into our environment. Get it out of here.
2: Can we pull that first picture of the Ten Commandments back up for a sec? Because what, what, the first thing that I saw, and it's weird that it's the first thing I saw, but it's at the bottom. Yeah, And that's Second Chronicles 7.14, and my people who are called by my name, if they will humbly humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sin and i will heal their land
0: and you know what it gave me it gave me the shivers Mm -hmm. that's really where we're at right now
2: you know something similar—not three, four hundred people—but something similar happened in Castle Rock during the burn, burn, loot, and murder summer. Oh they yeah. had a I was whole, there. yeah, a whole crew come down, and the the dads of Castle Rock and and whole group went down armed, completely peaceful, but surrounded their protest. And they had some people come up to them. One of the organizers was a neighbor of mine. They moved to Florida. Um, Thank goodness. Just sad, but no, the organizer. Oh, the of organizer. The, yeah, oh, the something. organizer of the dads. Um, so he said that they had a lot of people, you know, why are you here? Why are you armed? You're trying to threaten us. And they said, "Look, we will stand here and we will protect your right to protest all day long. We will you you are Americans allegedly and we will, you know, stand here, but you guys have a history and a track record of destroying communities that you yeah. go into. And so yeah. we're gonna stand here. This is our community. And you came into our community and we're gonna stay here until you leave because you're not gonna destroy this community.
0: And and they had plans to destroy it. They had backpacks mm-hmm. and rocks in their backpacks. And two of the kids literally were doing this thing where they went around and the dads of Castle Rock came out and said, Yeah, you guys need to leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, We can go anywhere we want. And he says, Okay, well I'm gonna just tell you what's gonna happen. I'm about to catch a and I remember what he said. <laughs> I was standing right there, and he goes, I'm actually going to get charged because if you don't leave, I'm going to hurt you. Mm. So you need to leave. We see what you're doing. Yeah. And if you don't leave, we'll take care of business. So what was really interesting about that is that they decided that they were going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. And that's what happens. Right. It's that it's that uh, the the, the um, guy with the whip meme. Right. The, you got the three rows and you've got the guy whipping all the people and they're all bowing down to him and then you've got the one person that stands up and then you have them all stand up and when yeah. we all stand up and we say enough no more of this this is this is our community this is our america we love our constitution we don't care that the communists have decided to throw it out we're we're going to protect it we're going to take care yeah. of our of our uh communities i think that's a beautiful story i love it
0: well and so it was inspiring but we spent me and seth keshul spent the next 3 hours talking to them about where we are and Seth has these 10 things that you have to do in order to secure your elections and talked about some of the things that were happening in Texas and it was very telling because the things that they were going through in Texas he was showing Denton Texas and the fact that the the Democrats I mean this Texas is supposed to be the true gold standard right mm-hmm. the amount of dirty voter rolls and stuff that's happening in texas is no different than any other state out there Mm -hmm. and we're seeing that people like aoc they've been selected not elected in in new york we're seeing things that are happening in massachusetts and delaware in rhode island Mm -hmm. of all places rhode island new hampshire and it all centers on this idea that they want to make it so easy to vote that they can cheat. Mm-hmm. It, it's like having a store open yeah. 24 hours with nobody watching anything. And if anybody Acadia. says
2: anything about it, it's voter suppression. And you're a racist. Yeah. And you're a racist. You're trying to suppress votes. If you, if you even mention the word legal votes, voter suppression.
0: Yeah. So, so, so we've got a lot of stuff to go through today. Mm-hmm. Today is going to be pretty amazing. But I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Philip, who invited me down to – Philip and his wife, who invited us down to uh, speak in Graham, Texas. He said, I, I wasn't sure that you'd come down to this small town – In Graham Texas and the second that he asked me I was like of course I'll come and I called Seth and I go will you go to Graham Texas with me he said Graham Texas sure how many (laughs) people are gonna go Joe I go I have no idea I mean it's a small community there's probably a couple thousand people that you know three four thousand people and it's spread out Mm. but you know we had a couple hundred people that showed up that's awesome in that small community and they wanted to hear what was happening with voter fraud. And the interesting part about this is that the people that showed up to talk about voter fraud, th- or to, to they, there was a lot of skeptics. There was probably half of them that are like, there's nothing wrong with the elections. There's nothing wrong with the elections. But by the end, I would venture to say that there was probably a few of them that still there was nothing wrong with the elections, because they always have those few. Mm-hmm. But most of the people in that room said we have a serious problem. And it's not, the elections create the symptoms. The symptoms are critical race theory, gender fluidity, all of these radical ideas. Mm. And they came to the conclusion that hey look, it's coming to our town too. Mm. And so there's there's a bunch of things that we're gonna be doing which I think are gonna be amazing for making sure that we can restore constitutional integrity and restore the voice of the American people, not just in Texas, but all across the country. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah,
2: pretty I think great. you know one of the one of the biggest um, misconceptions is that there are some states, counties, precincts where there wasn't voter fraud. There, it's it's everywhere because it's a controlled system, and that's been proven repeatedly. And it's never been debunked, no matter how many times they say, "Oh, but it's been debunked." They never tell you how because it hasn't. It hasn't been debunked.
0: It actually the opposite. Right. It's been proven that the election fraud is massive.
2: Right. And you have, te- you have domain experts, so you have statisticians, mathematicians, you have cyber experts, you have all, all of these different disciplines and domain experts coming at this from different angles and coming to the same conclusion when they look at the data independently.
0: Okay. What happened? What happened? This, th- I mean, I've been gone for a few days and yes. the whole world in Colorado seems to have just crashed a little bit.
2: Yeah. So so we have we've had a busy week. It feels like this week has lasted a month, to be honest with you. Um, so we talked about uh, the Senate bill last yes. week. Terrible, terrible SB piece of legislation. Right. Um, so the good news is that the, the bill has been laid over. Um, but the bad news is that it was laid over for the terrible baby murder bill.
0: It was laid over for the baby, right. terrible murder bill, which, by the way, should not withstand the muster. And the Supreme Court has yet to rule on that. And so if they rule on it based on the bill that's in, that's in Colorado, there's a high chance that that bill will be suspended. But this is what they do in order to create chaos. Mm-hmm. Like They, they want to keep us continually having to fight and play defense. But we're playing offense now. We're not yeah. playing defense now.
2: We are we're on offense. offense. So over the weekend, it was announced that SB 22-153 was going to go into uh, assembly on Tuesday morning. And on Monday morning, Tina Peters held a press conference at the Capitol and told the world that there is a third Mesa report. And yeah. that this third Mesa report actually proves the fraud. Now, I think we've proved the fraud repeatedly. But this third Mesa report shows that actual votes were swapped and databases were manipulated. So it's it's irrefutable at this point so she announced it on the monday but we didn't have the report until tuesday so tuesday morning we had about a hundred people and hundreds i think it was something like 520 um affidavits submitted from people all over colorado that couldn't make it at the last minute we didn't give anybody any notice couldn't make it to the capitol yeah so hundreds of affidavits about 100 people show up lined up went um, and delivered affidavits in the Capitol. We covered that on the show, we had a ton of great great footage um, from the morning. Uh, and um, then you know we had uh, we had Holly come on Tuesday morning and we we talked about Mesa three. And we talked about what's in Mesa three.
0: and the the the, the part that came into Mesa three, I mean it, do, do we have a here, let me if I can share it with you guys. Um, so we can put this up. I know you probably already handled this yesterday. You guys had an amazing podcast last night, by the way. Yeah, it thanks. was amazing. So was I went fun. and watched it. Very well done. Um, and and you, you missed a read, but I, I'll I'll forgive that missing the read part. <laughs> can't get anything right, this guy Joe. What the, I can't understand why he's going to get so mad at me for missing a read. Don't worry, I miss reads too all the time. But the the thing that um, I. I noticed in this is that you can't run away from it mm-hmm. and so what is mike doing because i heard this thing that he's filing an injunction in wisconsin right now and that what's happening
2: yeah i'm not i'm not up to, so i've been so buried with what's happening in colorado in fact when we finished the show this morning and i flew home in my car and immediately was writing so i published an article Publi- hit published got back in the car to come and do this evening's show so i'm a bit out of the loop on um on what's happening in other states because there's so much happening in colorado right now
0: well let's just get right in it colorado
2: yeah so we had this affidavit delivery and then the bill was laid over um and uh what's really incredible and if you could pull up my article that i wrote is so so i want to give you know a little bit of little bit of background, um, and you can scroll down. Perfect, thanks. So I made I made the meme. So you know how to test if an egg is fresh or not? If it's spoiled, yeah. If it floats, it's spoiled, right? And so if it's halfway up, it's. I'm going to start
0: walking around the supermarket with a glass of water and start <laughs> dropping eggs in it. They're going to walk up and say, "Sir, what are you doing? Your eggs are spoiled."
2: Right. So <laughs> no, put it back up. Put it back up. Right. So to test an egg. If it floats, it's spoiled. Now, allegedly, this works with gold as well. You can tell if gold is gold if it floats versus if it sinks. But I don't think that I would trust that because I think that if something is claiming to be the gold standard, you should be able to scrutinize it every single way. Wouldn't right. you agree?
0: Right. Right.
2: 100%. So with the existence of uh, Mesa 3 coming out, the reports coming out, you think you know, Jenna Griswold's credibility is, ha- you know, at least halfway on the way to being completely spoiled and rotten and need to be thrown out. So – the Mesa County report comes out. You guys can, roll, you can scroll down, please. Um, shows the fraud. It shows, and you'll see if you just pause on those bolded parts. It indicates manipulated vote counts, and there is no possible way that this manipulation was an accident. So you remember when the Antrim report came out in May of 2021, showed vote swapping, showed, showed the same sources and methods that we see all over the place with these machines yes. and the systems, and they said, oh, it was human error. Oh, that was just a mistake.
0: What about the multiple databases?
2: Yeah, it's just a mistake. Somebody did it. it was a human error. They can't say that with Mesa. They can't explain it. They can't explain it away. And so, uh, so that's you know that's fir- your first piece of context for for what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about here. And then the second piece is this uh, um, this bill, this terrible piece of legislation, right? So if you guys scroll down a little bit more to the next section of my article and my article is available at ashandamerica.com. as I said I literally hit send and then came here so <laughs> hit publish and then came here so the second piece of what's happening in Colorado is this piece of legislation so she is using the power of her office to cover up her crimes she has been calling since august of 2021 when uh tina peters was on the stage at the symposium and the existence of these forensic images uh was was disclosed jenna griswold's entire narrative has been that tina peters is a criminal right she's a criminal this is she she leaked passwords oh wait no it wasn't passwords it was unauthorized backups and blah 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 Despite but that wasn't what she
0: was charged with. She was charged with influencing public officials who turned out to be people that worked for her. She was told to do something because they work for her. Right. Right.
2: Right. So, yeah. so can you pull it back up, please?
0: You keep taking it down. Thanks. Mr. Yeah. Mr. yeah. So, we, so, we don't need to be seen. We're, for we're six okay. and a
2: half months, Roger. I just want to, before we get into the new stuff, I just want to make sure everybody in the audience is crystal clear about what, you know, what, what, how, what, with the point that we're at. So, six and a half months, Jenna Griswold has been saying, Clerk Tina Peters broke the law. And now, in the past two weeks, generously, it's been less, they've been trying to cram through this legislative change to criminalize what Tina Peters did.
0: Which is look into the election that was fraudulently representing the people's voice. So they selected people inside of a county commissioner race. They literally cheated the system. They had a back door. Oh, guess guess who lives up there? Oh, my gosh, it's a coincidence. Eric Coomer. He lives within a stone's throw. I I, I don't know how it could happen. The guy that had, runs strategy and security that was on a call that said, don't worry about it. Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of it. Oh, but I'm lying. Right. The the communist who hates America, who lives right down the street from this happening, but I, I lied. Right. He, he he didn't fix any election. No, I, I get it. I, I've seen the light. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: So so just so everybody's clear, they've been calling her a criminal, but they're trying to make what she did a crime now. Tina Peters is fully vindicated, by the way. Fully. By by the legislation, by the report, Tina Peters right. is completely vindicated. Yeah. This is, i mean it's it's absolute just silliness yeah. that we're we're still talking about that.
0: And now we and now we called now we this is where the call to the streets. In my opinion, this is the call to the streets. This is where we show up in numbers mm-hmm. at the Capitol, and we rattle cages. I mean, we got a hundred people and a bunch of affidavits done in a very short in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Imagine what's going to happen now that we know this is, and we have something planned, don't we?
2: Yeah. So let me. So a little bit okay. more context. Right. So that's right. the truth. So so we have so Mesa far. three.
0: I want to get to it.
2: This it's a complex story, okay. and right. not everybody is as embedded and. and it, deep it's in simple, it,
0: right? Jenna Griswold is a piece of trash, and she's a liar, and she works for uh, George Soros, and they stole an election, and frankly, uh, Dominion Voting Systems is a totally fraudulent company, just like ESNS, Heart, and and Smartmatic, and we need to get rid of all of them. Okay, yeah. there you go. But that was the Reader's Digest. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Cliffs notes. Cliff okay, notes. so we have Mesa 3, which pro- shoot, pro- proves conclusively. We have this l- election law that is silly and uh, removes all remaining oversight that any other authority other than the Secretary of State might have had. Yeah. Right? It's all Jenna Griswold's. So another piece of context that you need is because we have Mesa 1. Mesa two, right? Remember, Mesa yes. one showed twenty nine thousand uh, election files were deleted that required by law to be retained. Yes. Yes. Mesa two showed that there was the capacity for database ma- manipulation and for wireless connections. Yep. Um, Mesa three shows that it actually happened, and we have the Colorado canvassing report, right? So we have the Colorado canvassing report. So we go door to door, and we found it, right? The Overwhelming th- evidence of fraud.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I mean there's no proof yeah there's no proof. So, yeah you, you realize you just looked at it you no, guys couldn't like, see it because this was up yeah, take it down, from it down. A here here's so, what Ash did. I mean she did me it but like, she, she gave me the look like she gave me the look like say it right. again yes. say, say it one <laughs> say more no time ev- just, just say, say
2: there's no evidence of fraud one, one, more time. More time. one more time right so the people of colorado know the election was stolen that mm-hmm. we, we've been doing this since november of 2020 this is not it's it they keep calling us conspiracy theorists they keep saying oh no, no 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 this is you know you just don't understand elections you have cyber forensic experts you have statisticians and mathematicians but they're not election cyber forensic experts and they're not election statisticians and mathematicians because math changes um and so we have, we have uh, the people of Colorado who are fed up, right? I mean, fed up. So this is the beauty of it. The uh, entire time, right, that, that we've been doing this, since Mesa One came out, they never acknowledged the substance of the reports. Yeah. It's always, you know, oh, this is just more silly, uh, silliness from the crazy conspiracy theorists, blah, blah, blah. Now we caught them. Because of the pressure campaign, that the people of Colorado have applied. And this is a message to everyone everywhere out there in every state. Because of the pressure campaign, one of your really good friends had to come out and make a statement Matt about Crane. the substance Matt Crane. of the reports. Matt Crane. Uh, Matt Crane. Yes!
0: Matt Crane, the little traitor to America. So who tell works everyone
2: in... who Matt Crane is. All
0: right. So he was, the, he, was a, he was the county clerk and recorder for Arapahoe County. lost because of a stolen election that I think that he actually knew was stolen. And I knew that they basically said to him, Hey, listen, you're not going to win. Yeah. well, We're going to take you out. There were problems in that in 2018 as well. He went on to become best friends, best buddies with, uh, Jenna Griswold was assigned as the head of the Colorado association of County clerks and recorders assigned assigned, right? He was assigned
2: appointed. Yes.
0: By Jenna Griswold. I'm telling you right now, Matt Crane's wife worked for, an, for 18 years, worked for Sequoia and Dominion Voting Systems.
2: Lisa Flanagan Crane. Yeah. Fact check, true.
0: I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, Listen to me.
2: This, you can't make this up. Right.
0: He works inside of, uh, inside as a county clerk and recorder, so they can do all their little shifty stuff. People get paid power and money. That's all that matters to these people. They create couples that, hey, you, you're a, you're a piece of garbage. And oh, you, you work for the the grift machine too. Oh, you work for them. They, you can actually build this stuff. All right, we're going to put you two together and here, go out there and basically steal the voice of the American people. That is what happened with Matt Crane. Matt Crane is a traitor. I'll just say it. You're a public official, you piece of crap. So I can say whatever I want. You guys say whatever you want about me.
2: He's a private official. The Colorado clerk they are publicly funded, but they are a private entity.
0: But he is a public official. He is a public figure. He himself is a public figure. A public figure, He has come out as a public figure. So you know what? There you go, Matt Crane. Sorry, the online version is very clean.
2: All right, so a little bit more <laughs> about Matt Crane. Um, can you can you pull the article back up and just scroll down to the? And again, guys, sorry I, I hit publish and then came here, so I didn't have time to prepare the cuts. So Matt Crane finally opens up about election fraud. So yeah, scroll just back up. Okay, so what is the Colorado Cl- County Clerk? Association. So, Colorado County Clerk Association allegedly, on paper, is an organization that supports, and advocates for, and has the best interests of the county clerks. That's the the purpose of the CCCA. Previously, the director of the CCCA was Pam Anderson. (laughs) Oh, by the way, guess whose
0: good friend is is Matt Crane.
2: Coomer, Coomer, yeah, they were at barbecue. They liked to barbecue together. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, Ma- at
0: Coomer's house, yeah, yeah, and hang out and and take pictures of himself with with the Church of Satan's.
2: And you know who else was there at that barbecue? Sheila Reiner, who is uh, overseeing, has a role in overseeing elections in Mesa County yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does not. Yeah. So you really can't make this up. CTCL, of course, is uh, the Center for Tech and Civic Life that, that is Mark Zuckerberg's entity that flooded money into the system. So prior head of CCCA is current, uh, although I believe because she's running for Secretary of State of Colorado, which is hilarious. Um, she is taking a leave from CTCL. I think she's listed as taking a leave of it while she's running for office.
0: Who is funded by Zuckerberg. Right. Right who uses those dollars, take this down for one second, we'll come right back to it, uses those dollars to gather information to steal your vote. Mm-hmm. And that's not hyperbole, guys. It's not. The goods are there. We're, we're, and, and by the way, it's going to get much worse for Dominion Voting Systems because a bunch of us are suing. You, you think you're going to file a $2 billion lawsuit? I have real damages in having to walk away from my company because of you pieces of trash real, hundreds of millions of dollars that I gave up personally as a result of the actions of Dominion Voting Systems, Eric Coomer, and the rest of those clowns. I didn't run a car into a building and lie about it over and over again. I didn't do it. I didn't make multiple trips overseas and do shady inside of elections across the country, across the globe. I didn't do that. I didn't have all of my people that are writing code for me over in Ukraine. Oh, that's right. Ukrainian. The you Ukrainian also,
2: you also didn't serving. have the entire media establishment, the feckless government having your back, oh. and uh, you know multi-million dollar PR firms doing your bidding no. for you.
0: No, I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're not. Yeah. Okay. We gotta do an ad read. Whew, I'm just gonna go straight I to ad read. I'm just gonna be like, we, ad even got, read. we
2: haven't ad even, even gotten to like the best. We part haven't. We're gonna go over today,
0: guys. <laughs> so stick around, right? If you don't stick around, I'm gonna come find you. All right. So uh, this podcast is brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of someone always watching you on the internet, now that would probably be me. I'm watching you. Um, maybe advertising know a little bit too much about you, um, or you're concerned about the privacy or identity. Using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. So IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your rights to privacy, help you stay anonymous. Uh, you can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like the Fire Stick when you're streaming media. You can use IPVanish on all of your data. When you use it, all of your data is encrypted, and that means all your private de- details, your passwords, all of that stuff is gonna not going to fall into the wrong hands. Um, even your physical location will be hidden. Um, if you use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, um, you can offer for, for just our listeners, and, and I'm sure they do it for other listeners but not as steep. We did ask for a pretty steep discount. Um, you can save 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like giving nine months for free. Um, it's easy to use. All you do is tap a button. You're instantly protected, and you won't even know it's there. So stop sharing with everyone um, like me uh, what you're doing and uh, get IPVanish. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use the promo code daily and claim your 70% off. IPVanish.
2: So if you could pull the article back up. I just need to reorient where we were. We're talking about the Colorado County Clerks Association and how the Clerks Association is set up to support and advocate for the county clerks. Yes, and they pay
0: their dues, and they pay their dues.
2: And they pay their dues. They pay their dues with public tax dollars. In many cases, I haven't courted every single clerk, but we know that many of them do pay their dues with, with public tax dollars. So... When we looked up the bill, SB 22153, and we looked up the record of who's lobbying for and against and just monitoring this bill, we found that the Colorado County Clerk Association is lobbying for, is pro, SB 22153. So to be real crystal crystal clear on this, while representing himself as an advocate for the county clerks, Matt Crane is working with Griswold to take away any remaining powers that the clerks have, and he's paying those lobbyists potentially with public tax dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right.
0: To lobby to lobby for a bill to stop people from being able to get to a place where they can have free and fair elections, where they feel like th- that that the value of who we are as people that that, that integrity that can be restored, that trust can be restored.
2: That's what that's 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 what Matt Crane is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get back to that in a second. Oh okay. Boy. So, so because of the public pressure campaign on these clerks, if you scroll down today, Matt Crane, who is literally, as you can see, the poster boy for an election vendor, global mobile, Yeah. mobile voting, voting on your cell phone, super secure. Um, he had to come out and, uh, and address the elected officials because of the pressure campaign. He was getting, I presume, so many questions from clerks, from county commissioners, and from general assembly members that he had to actually come out and address them. And I think it was predominantly general assembly members because that's who he wrote the, wrote the message to. So if you scroll yeah. down, I don't want to get into everything that he says. It's a very long email. The entire thing is in, uh, is in the blog. Um, but he's basically our... The, so the narrative hasn't worked on the people of Colorado. We have continued. We've p- continued to pressure our public officials no matter how many times they call us conspiracy theorists or racists or whatever else they, they lob at us. We are obsessed with the truth and we're getting to the truth and the, uh, the elected officials are waking up. And so um, Matt Crane had to come out for the first time since Mesa 1. First time since August 2021. First time. Yeah. Somebody is addressing the substance of the report. So I called around because I got this uh, this email, and you can scroll down, scroll through the email, Mr. And, Producer. And by the
0: way, Sean said, I will debate you any day of the week twice on Sunday.
2: That's right. There is a, um, a member of the Republican Party. Uh, her name is Peg. She's amazing. Uh, she's not the establishment part of the Republican Party. She's, she's a changemaker inside the Republican Party. But she has yeah. been trying to organize that debate. For a while, for a long time, because Sean has said, "I will debate you." You, you have your, you know, you bring, you show me yours, I'll show you mine, right? Um, let's debate it. And Matt Crane has not, has, has not in any way taken him up on that. I don't believe it has even responded to the request. I don't know. Matt Crane doesn't really respond to my request for comment either. <laughs> oh, he
0: he, re- he only he only accepts re- requests from uh, Eric Coomer, you know, of yeah. Dominion Voting Systems, and uh, the guy that almost hits people and kills people and lies to the police and have the police help him get out of a felony. Yeah. That's the only one that he talks to.
2: Well, he was just on his phone. I mean, he was on his phone. He wasn't like driving under the influence or anything. No, not at all. Um, Okay. So that was after he sends this email. Now, this is just really awesome because he sent the email to everybody in the two line. So he put the entire General Assembly and all of their official emails in the two line. Instead of like a BCC, right? So yeah. anybody who gets this copy sees exactly who he sent them to. I redacted that because I don't. You know, you can go and look up your own legislators. Um, and no, whatnot. I think but
0: we shouldn't have redacted it, but I'm, I wish you wouldn't have.
2: Well, I did, but the best <laughs> part of this, and what I left was the CC because he's copied the lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So he goes down. He talks to the to the general assembly, um, and uh, and and goes through the the the. MESA 1 and MESA 2 and the Colorado Canvassing Report, not MESA 3. It doesn't appear that he has seen MESA 3 at the point that he's penned this email. Okay, so MESA 3 is not a part of the equation. So if you scroll down now below, and anybody can read this email, it's a a bunch of, you know, these people are conspiracy theorists nonsense. Um, But if you scroll down below, I, after getting this email from non-legislative contacts, so um, I got this from two different sources, like almost the second it was sent. Um, It was sent to me from two different sources who are not in the General Assembly, Um, sent this this email to me. So I called a whole bunch of legislators today, and I wanted to know if they had comment. Um, about this, and I got uh, two responses before I published, a couple responses afterwards, but two responses before I published. Um, And if you could scroll down to underneath this email, this is a lot, like I said, it's a long email. I'm not gonna go through it. It's nonsense. Um, All right, so if you see, so the bold text here, this is from Representative Dave Williams, who's in House District 15. He responded and said, this is hogwash. Attempts to discredit legitimate and independent election audit reports are damaging to our process and should not be taken seriously. So Representative w- Williams has been an advocate for election integrity since uh, the election was yes. stolen. He was one of the legislators that called for the legislative audit. And you can pull it down for a second. Um, Matt he- Crane,
0: by the way, says he's a Republican. I, I want yeah. you to be really clear. So ca- does I Pam be- Anderson. Yeah. These, these yeah. people actually work for the controlled opposition. They are the controlled right. opposition. They are the people literally working on behalf of the radical left in order to steal your country and give it to the, as Biden said, it, the new world order.
2: Yeah, we That's could, the reality. We have to build back better.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. we're, we're yeah, this is really bad. By the way, Mr. Producer, if you'll go to s- uh, 5280strategies.com, if you can go to 5280strategies.com, I'll put it in the. In the comment section, seriously, the website? Yeah. So this is this, by the way, is the lobbyist that Matt Crane is leaning on when he writes his BS in Colorado. We haven't even gotten to the other states yet, guys. We're, we're, oh, We're going right. to go through.
2: Yeah, but but this is the this is the the listed lobbyist lobbying for Senate Bill 22153. fifty
0: three. Let's take a look at their website. This is the website of fifty two eighty Strategies. Um, this is Michael Beasley at 303 South Broadway Suite 200-321. I think that's a mailbox, et cetera. Uh, Denver, Colorado, 80209. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I can't actually take you to their site because it's under construction. Yeah, that's this their, this guy's legitimate. He's absolutely legitimate because his website says so.
2: Well, he's about as legitimate as Matt Crane. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, there is there is that. There is that.
2: All right, so uh, so he copies the lobbyists, sends this email out. So uh, Representative Williams responded. Representative Williams um, was one of the legislators along with Kevin Van Winkle and. Um, Uh, Patrick Neville, who are all those, those guys are in Douglas County. Williams is in um, El Paso County. Yeah. Uh, They called for the legislative audit hearing that we had in December of 2020. That's the one that they kicked you out of, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said that I had COVID that I got over negative test. And they're like, no. And it was channel nine. It was was Kyle Clark, and Tifa Clark to kick me out.
2: Yeah. Okay. So great legislator. We also have, um, a response, and if you could pull my my article back up to where we were, a response from Representative uh, Richard Holtorf who is in uh, House House District 64. Scroll down, please. Um, So I called him, and this was kind of the norm. If you could just um, scroll to Ash and leave it at Ash for a minute. Um, So this was kind of the norm with the people that I spoke to uh, that um, they hadn't read it, right? So, you know, the people who um, are, are elections, you know, deeply involved in elections and, and everything um, knew, you know, Williams responded to me right away. Uh, but, you know, I, I talked to, to Representative Holtorf and he said, oh, I don't you know, I don't I don't know what email you're referring to. So I told him, you know, oh well, it's from CCCA executive director at Gmail dot com. And so he found it, and he said, "Okay, let me read it, and I'll get back to you." Well, he sent me this response, and I put the entire response in here because this in, this is incredibly powerful.
0: So I'm going to read it because I'm he's a man. Okay, a man. that's fine. I wrote it. I'd be like Ash. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> all
2: right,
0: take it away. Ash, CCCA has no intention of building confidence and integrity in the voting system or supporting any forensic auditing. They are bought and paid for by the Secretary of State. The executive director admits vulnerabilities but offers no direct or immediate re- solutions but only defends U.S. EIP claims in a tit-for-tat format. 2020 saw election integrity anomalies that brought serious questions to the election process and the outcomes. The Legislative Audit Committee, which I participated in, was held in December of 2020. Ten hours of testimony resulted in an even vote from the committee members and yielded no action in pursuit of a full forensic audit in the 2020 election. The Democrats pushed back in 2021 and rejected every attempt by Republicans to pass election integrity reform in over six election integrity bills. Even private entities agreed to pay for the audit, touted here at the Capitol as gifts, grants, and donations. The Secretary of State and her proxies all tout the risk-limited audit as a savior of the integrity process, integrity process and stated that there is nothing here to look at. I do not doubt the integrity of most, all of the county clerks, of the clerks and recorders across the state, but anomalies exist and must be fully addressed and resolved. So why is it that we are looking at SB-22-153 rolling into the gold dome to save the election integrity process that over the last year has no issues? The solution Colorado is to elect a new secretary of state and reestablish full confidence in the election process across the state, period. Rep. Holtorf.
2: Yep. So I was really blown away by this because I was expecting, you know, uh, oh, we got to wait for all the facts to come out or that kind of um, response from from a lot of legislators. And I was really pleased to see that the um, you know the, the Republican Party in the state house is looking more united against this overreach with elections. And for those that don't know, in Colorado, we haven't been able to get re- uh, to get Republican legislators on the record about um, election fraud, except for Representative Williams, Representative Hanks, you know the, the Representative Luck, the. The very, you know, small few. So I feel that that to me felt a little bit like a tide a tide turning type of moment. <laughs> oh, God bless. Sorry, I had to
0: sneeze. I didn't want to sneeze on you, but I, I probably picked up your mic. Yeah. But I didn't sneeze in your mic, and it wasn't COVID.
2: Nah.
0: So, so th- this is Colorado. This is Matt Crane. There's other things that are coming out about Matt Crane. Am I allowed to talk about that stuff, or are you just?
2: I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Okay.
0: Well, then I'm not going to talk about it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Matt, Matt Crane just a really bad guy in a yeah. sea of really bad people on the rhino side. What we call the establishment.
2: Oh, um, I know what, what I was talking about when the sound went down. So Matt Crane is the head of the Colorado County Clerk and Recorders Association. Mm-hmm. These entities, these private entities that are this public-private partnership, and it's a revolving door, right? You've got um, people who work for electronic voting systems or paper companies or mobile voting system companies. Uh, who then, you know, go and work in public uh, office for a little while. They become clerks and recorders and what, and then they go back and they get, you know, back in, embedded. And so there's this this very incestuous um, revolving door of, of public-private entities and people in our elections. Ho- um, Holly at Altitude wrote a great article on this called the Colorado Election Establishment Cabal, and it talks about that revolving door. Of people, but this clerks association is a is this is a, you know a, again a uniparty playbook. We see this all over. Um, so we know that there is in Florida they have the um, they have supervisors uh, supervisors of election, not clerks, right. and they have the supervisor of election association. I know in um, in Utah they have. I can actually tell you the the Matt Crane character. It's the GCC Council Legislative Council, and his name is Rich Hatch and he's the Weber County clerk but also the chair of the all the county clerks in Utah and so this is what they, they what they do and this is all they're all over it's part of a playbook there's this private entity that comes around the clerks and or supervisors of election or whatever it is and is you know oh there's nothing to worry about this is this is all it's it, it's all propaganda this is th- these these reports aren't real this this is conspiracy theories which this means is, but, but, is, the, but the
0: problem with that is it's dangerous. Because the people that really know what's happening, I mean, we're, we're getting ready at FEC United to walk door to door, passing this mm-hmm. stuff out. We're literally going to pass out a paper that says, listen, if you don't think there's election fraud, just go read this report. This right. is a real report. And by the way, the Republicans and the Democrats are literally trying to steal your voice. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat because they're both complicit with each other and basically stealing the American dream, stealing opportunity for your children.
2: Yeah, when it, um, there, so I mentioned the, the pressure campaign that's happening, and, and definitely on the legislators, there's a hardcore pressure campaign, legislators, county clerks, commissioners, to wake, wake them up. Look, just look. Just look, at, just look at the evidence. That's all we're asking. We're not asking you to, to, to think like we think, to see what we see. We're just asking you to look. That's it, right? Um, and so we have this, this, this clerks association thing happening all over the country um, with the same sources and methods. A fraud all over the country.
0: They're they're identical.
2: Identical. They're
0: identical. They're deleting deleting log files, so you don't know that they're there. I'm a tech guy, guys. You delete log files, it's as if you were never there. You're a ghost. Right. And if you do it across the board, and you make sure that the logs inside the computer and the logs inside of the um, uh, software to uh, antivirus software and the logs everywhere, if you limit or delete it, then there's no way to tell. There's absolutely no way to tell that someone got into the system or out of the system.
2: That's a destruction of evidence.
0: And they did it. And, and those
2: and log files are required to be retained for 22 months by federal law and 25 months by Colorado law.
0: And the Republican, I want to bring this up because it's, this is this is this is happening right now. But in North Carolina, Mr. Producer, if you can go to um, my, um, I, I think it's on my Telegram. There's the. Dr. Frank is speaking on Saturday, March 26th, from 1230 to 3 o'clock in uh, Dobson, North Carolina, about election fraud, elected or selected, discussing the truth, data, and election reform. He's there, and the, the North Carolina GOP is trying to shut it down. Da- excuse me, shut it down. Yeah. They're trying to stop this from happening. Because, you know, why would you want to tell the truth? Yeah. I mean, think about this. Why would you want to tell the truth? And so you have the you have the Republican Party who is in bed with the radical leftists because all they care about is divvying up power. They don't care about you. They don't care about you when it comes to you know protecting babies. They don't care about you when it comes to protecting your vote. They don't care about your children because they're allowing critical race theory and gender fluidity and all that stuff to stand. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. But we have someone that's on right now that that called in.
2: We do. Do we need to do an ad read? Are we,
0: well, good? we we can do an ad read after. Okay. I, I want to I mean or maybe we do an ad read before. Maybe I do the ad read before?
2: No. He says no ad no, read. No.
0: No, we'll keep no. going. Okay. okay.
2: So we have before we do, so so we you were addressing <coughs> election fraud in Texas. We were yeah. talking about Colorado and what's happening. It's this is all breaking stuff, right? This this email um, you know, I'm I'm non-technical. Yeah. Uh, but I um, really look forward to the report authors and the people who peer-reviewed all these reports. That's the thing is all of these reports, they're not just authored by experts and they are authored by experts, they're peer-reviewed, right, which is the academic standard. Um, and so we, we uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of domain experts, deeply technical experts who have been involved in the production and I really hope that they respond to this email. But so we've got Texas, we've got Colorado, You mentioned New Hampshire. Marilyn Todd's been doing amazing things in New Hampshire. She um, led an effort to defund, uh, you know, to to do a vote, a referendum on the machines to get rid of the machines. They had at least one county that voted um, in that way, and that's great. We have a a quick video that we're going to play from New York. And then we have a guest coming to talk to us about election fraud from Massachusetts. So can we play the video, please?
3: No volume. But then we get to Gerald Nadler. This is a little bit different. Um, He's got a margin of victory of 139,000, which exceeds the discrepancies we found, which is 109,000. So according to that one judge I was talking about earlier, well shoot, that's not interesting because you can't show that you've got the margin of victory plus one, which is what you need. That's the threshold of materiality, you might say, for this particular election. But I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's 39.7% of the total votes that you can't trust in what world is that not something that I am supposed to trust okay cuz I don't trust that if I've got almost forty percent of the votes look fishy to me I think you need to do that one over again and you need to decertify the election which got me thinking about that threshold why is it that we have to get a hundred percent of the margin of victory plus one it seemed like an unfair and unreasonable standard so I researched that a little bit and I looked into um, the field of auditing and um, securities and how banking handles this kind of a thing and how they decide what matters and what doesn't matter. Let's go to the next slide. And that brought me to the term the materiality threshold. So this is something that's well known in auditing, it's also well known in banking, and it's well known in um, various financial types of industries. And what it is, is, and they also have laws about this, so the Securities and Exchange Commission, for instance, has the threshold of materiality defined. And what it is, is it is a percentage of the net profit that is either material or not material. So if it's less than 5%, it's immaterial. If it's more than 10%, it's material, and if it's in between, it's a judgment call based on circumstances, right? So if we take the material standard of 10% here, and we equate net profit with margin of victory, which I think is a fair comparison to make, then we're saying that by the SEC's standard, we don't have to make hundred percent plus one to make it material we have to have ten percent so in gerald nadler's case we don't need hundred and thirty nine thousand plus one vote we need thirteen thousand and we far exceed that we're at hundred nine okay but the thing is there's a qualifier if there is any intentional fraud any intentional misstatement any deception and it is material no matter how much is involved. It could be $1 and a billion-dollar corporation. If the president of the company signed his name to an a, um, a annual report that had a discrepancy like that, no matter how small, and he lied about it, it matters.
2: Okay, so this video is uh, put up. that that's, was a citizen auditor who was speaking, it was uh, sent to me by the activists in New York. It's auditny.com, New York York Citizens Audit. So I think it's a very interesting, uh, you know, we get back to how is the system constructed and what, you know, how do we get to the truth. In every other system, whether we're talking about banking, whether, you know, SEC financial audits, whatever we're talking about, the materiality threshold, if there's deception involved, is, you know, where there's smoke, where there's fire, in our elections, you have to get 100% of the margin of victory plus one. Right. Right, so we have uh, unfair standards. We have a system that's built to not allow us to overcome.
0: Because they want to control us. I mean, right. look, that's that's why they have mail-in ballots. That's why they have you don't need an ID. They want all of the doors open so that they can steal from us as Americans. Right. Right, And and that's really what it comes down to. They, they've taken down statues, and we've let this small group of people think for the rest of America. And and I'm going to use Graham, Texas as an example, and then we'll bring bring our guests on. Graham, Texas is an example. You said they want to come in and tear down the statue? And guess what? Nope. Y- you go ahead. You come on in. We're a little to kick your teeth in. I want to bring that back to what happened in Colorado, because they call me a Colorado militiaman, Right. Because there's a group run by Tig, John Tig Tigon, who, by the way, 13 hours, the movie, Benghazi 13 Hours, tells a true story of what happened in Benghazi in trying to protect Americans on that soil. And he lost several friends in that, in that fight. Right? But they call him, they call him a contractor, government contractor. This is what the radical left does, they're pieces of trash who dishonor this country and the people in it that fight to protect, who, by the way, wouldn't last five minutes in a firefight Mm -hmm. over in Afghanistan, wouldn't last five minutes in a firefight in Libya or any other part of the country or part of the world, right? They're just a bunch of little clowns. But last, in 2020, that's what happened. They would show up with gas cans. They literally showed up at a police station with gas cans. And they wanted to, they put chains on the doors, and they wanted to burn the people inside the building alive and they brought gas cans. Well, who showed up? We showed up. We showed up with 50 or 60 of us against 200 of them or 150, whatever it was. And we're like, nope, we're here to kick teeth in. Mm. And we came down the street and they scattered like rats because we were there to play. We were there. We frankly, we, we've had enough in every single place. Mr. Producer, you were there every single place that we went and we showed up. What happened? They literally ran away, and in a lot of the cases, we'd be down there, That we'd post that we were down there, and immediately after they were on social media saying, we're here all night, we're not leaving, yeah. this is our city, and then all of a sudden they all ran away. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, th- th- this is who they are. Yeah. And, and they use the police as a, as a shield. And we finally had to tell the police the same thing. We're like, listen, we really don't care how this all works out, you either stand on the right side, or don't, but I, but I certainly 100% am willing to die for my country. And I'm not going to let some crap bag come in here and dictate to the rest of us and burn down our buildings and and, and uh, kill people in the street indiscriminately. Just not going to let it happen.
2: So um, when I was researching what's going on in other states with regard to legislation, uh, looking at the Senate bill for Colorado, I wanted to know if it, if any other states had, had <clears throat> done something similar. I was unable to find states that have completely centralized all of the power in the hands of the Secretary of State with no checks and balances from the local level yet, but what happens in Colorado spreads, like Mm -hmm. the risk-limiting audit. And so, as I was talking uh, with some other state leads about uh, legislation, I got connected with Caroline Colarusso, who is going to join us now. Caroline is in Massachusetts and joins us now. Welcome, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it absolutely so tell us a little bit about what's going on in massachusetts
1: so there are efforts in our legislature where uh, democrats occupy super majorities five to one super majorities uh, so there are a few republicans there but they passed a bill went through the house and the senate to make mail-in voting permanent in massachusetts universal no excuse mail-in voting now that piece of legislation right now is in committee so it has not come out of committee yet but we have a full court press in Massachusetts with efforts trying to stop this. Namely, the, the forerunner in the effort is uh I woke up, I ran for Congress last cycle against the assistant speaker of the House, uh Catherine Clark, and I woke up like the rest of America and said something was wrong, inherently wrong. And four other people and myself filed a lawsuit. It was a one-issue lawsuit in Massachusetts, essentially. challenged the constitutionality of mail-in voting our constitution the oldest in the country a model for the u.s constitution stipulates the way people can vote in massachusetts and that is absentee with three strict provisions religious holiday and incapacitation are out of state our legislature without going through the constitutional amendment process and by a simple majority vote said mail-in voting under the guise of covid Four other brave people and myself filed a lawsuit that mimics the lawsuit in Pennsylvania. So we are now in the appeals court at the state of Massachusetts awaiting that decision that we filed, again, one issue. It it wasn't convoluted, it was a simple issue. So we're waiting to hear and we feel that we have a really, really good chance at having this stop. So we emailed uh, the legislature the Ways and Means Chair, the Speaker, to tell them, hey, put the brakes on this before you have national egg all over your face in the event that the courts side with us and say, you need to take that amendment process, which by the way, would have taken quite a few years because it has to go back-to-back legislative votes and a vote to the people. They didn't want that. They wanted to rush it through under the guise of COVID. Emergency powers, yeah
2: yeah no that's crazy and this is another example of you know what happens in colorado spreads we went to all mail-in ballots no excuse mail-in balloting for everyone they basically dropped ballots from the sky and paper the entire state and them in 2013. so
1: i don't know if you know this i'm a retired postmaster i was with the postal service for 27 and a half years and out of the 3.6 million ballot applications mailed to massachusetts voters we're being told by whistleblowers in the Secretary of State's office that between 500,000 and 600,000 of those 3.6 million were returned to sender undeliverable as addressed. And 500,000? 500, Secretary- between 500,000 and 600,000. Now the Secretary of State will, will acknowledge that there were ballots returned to sender, but he refuses to quantify how many ballots, and we believe the reason that he will not quantify it is because he will be in direct violation of the National Voter Registration Act. Now, we have some brave Republicans in our state house that wrote this letter dated December 9th that had 25 substantive questions regarding the election process in Massachusetts. I know because I helped draft these questions, okay? In other words, were signatures matched? How many ballots were returned? Our Secretary of State, William Galvin, and his staff refuses today to answer these questions around the process and we're being told the ballot applications over half a million are sitting in the archives room in boston and they must retain those as you said ash for a minimum of 22 months that's right go ahead.
0: so we're we, we as, as normal people are walking out there and we're holding our, our officials accountable on both sides. I've had some great conversations with Democrats who frankly all over the country that are saying, you know what, we know that it was stolen. Like we know you couldn't coordinate all the things that are coordinated. Um, and they're starting to wake up to the idea that, man, this is just a lot of, ca- it looks like a big dumpster fire. Like our, our entire country looks like a huge dumpster fire. And all we're trying to do is get to the truth. But they, they want to pigeonhole everything that we do and say, Oh, you know what, you're you're just because you you're mad that Trump lost. Right. Carolyn, do you care who the president is as long as the as long as they're elected by the people? Don't shouldn't the people be able the mores of society, like we elect people based on how they do in the economy, how they do on keeping us safe. I mean, there's there's certain things that matter more, opportunity for their kids, the unemployment rate. I mean, there's just stuff that You could be a great president, and if you screw things up, you're not coming back. Mm -hmm. Do you care, really? I mean, I do care, but you accept it if you know that it's the will of the people. Am I wrong?
1: You're 100% right. And even Gallup and Pew right now indicate in their polling, which is across party lines, that there's very low confidence. I think it's around 60% of Americans don't believe that the election was conducted with any level of integrity. Now I'll tell you from being a former postmaster that when you have between 500 and 600,000 returned to sender valid applications that came back from a mailing, that your rejection rate is between 12 and 20%. That's unacceptable for anyone doing a mailing, whether it's Sears and Roebuck or any company, let alone the process where we vote or America votes. So we, we believe that our voter rolls in Massachusetts have failed to be maintained. I can't tell you countless numbers of landlords. Now, Boston, as you know, is a very transient city, probably one of the most transient cities in the country, okay, so you really have to do, perform your due diligence there with those voter rolls. I have people calling me from parts of Boston telling me they have, ba- they have ballot applications for everyone that lived in their property for the last 13 years okay i have people calling me from all over the state ballot applications were dumped in apartment buildings left there there was no as you said joe no checks and balances no accountability we asked city clerks and town clerks did you match signatures we have not had one city or town clerk tell us that they match signatures with consistently with regard to mail-in voting. And everyone forgets about Massachusetts. Now, I grew up on the Freedom Trail, in the North End, a block from the Old North Church. I could see Paul Revere's house. Boston Harbor, where the tea was dumped, was my bedroom window. It's shameful that the birthplace of freedom is being totally neglected nationally, when we have, we are known as being one of the highest corrupt states in the country, and no one's looking into this in massachusetts where if they were and we could get access to these ballot applications that were returned and look at the labels we would find out i believe that our voter rolls have not been maintained in many many years and that's if you where have
2: five hundred thousand at- returned ballots there's no way that your voter rolls are maintained and this is a, this is consistent in um in every state that their voter rolls, you hear pristine. I think that was Chuck Browerman in, in El Paso County, Colorado called his voter rolls pristine. And this was after he was handed a stack of dead voters that voted in 2020 in the hundreds um but they but but it is voter rolls is a big problem and voter rolls and mail and balloting go hand in hand and they go hand in hand with the machines right because the machines back up the paper record that goes along with the mail and ballots but you mentioned signature verification and i just want to touch on that because let's say that they did let's say that they looked at them consistently right and held held up the the things and matched the signatures there's no way for the human eye, the naked eye, to detect if it's a printed by a machine signature or if it's an ink pen. You have to blow it up to 400 times or something like that. And I know Sean Smith is going to correct me when, when I talk to him again. But mail-in ballots, the entire uh, security chain, the entire control for mail-in ballots is signature verification. That's how we get around, you know, mailing a ballot through the mail is that, oh, well, it has a signature and it's going to match the one that's on file. And so we know it's valid. But if they check and do signature verification, which, as you said, across the nation, it's not consistent in how it's done. Um, and even within the same state, it's not consistent. But unless they're using the kind of um, tools that anti-counterfeiting people use, to the, the light tables and blowing it up so you can see the scatter of the inkjet printer versus the straight lines of the, uh, of the ink pen, there's no way. So that means that the entire control for mail-in ballots is a farce.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and by the way, it, it's not just a farce because there's no ch- there's no way to actually tell you where that ballot went. Like, who had it? I mean, they, it, it didn't even tell you whether or not they mailed it. Right. Because they could literally just take it over here, put it over, take a stack of 5,000 of them, put it in the envelope. They could fold it, mm-hmm. put it over here, and vote all of those ballots. Right. And by the way, if you have people like Runbeck inside of the, which by the way, they, they do ballot printing for, for Dominion, ESNS, Smartmatic. If you have them involved in it as well, and keep in mind, some of these people that are legislators that have brought these election machines to town, to these, to your, to your state, they work for these companies now. Yeah. So they're being rewarded for creating a fraudulent system, and all these people care about is money and power. And the problem that you're going to have, Caroline, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going you're to have this problem. You ready? The judiciary is compromised as well. hmm So you're you're fighting city hall, and you're fighting a corrupt judiciary. You're fighting judges that literally are trash. They're dumpster fires. No other way to describe it.
1: We, we are fighting in court and we, we believe that our case has merit. It has constitutional merit and we're standing on that firmly. And you know, we hope that these judges, these appeals court judges that heard our case and our lawyer did a good job arguing and they have to look at one issue. They have to read the constitution and decide whether or not the legislature should have undergone that process. And I believe that they will agree that they they should have, and they cannot pass it by a simple majority vote. And I'm hoping, I have my fingers crossed, that where it all began in 1775, that comes back to the rescue uh, for a lot of us, especially in our state where we're overwhelmed, overwhelmed, every constitutional office, our legislature, our cities and towns. I mean, it is, The fight is on in Massachusetts, but you know what? It's a good fight, Mm. and it's a fight being fought by many of us who deeply care about our state, and we're not gonna give up, no matter how outnumbered we are, and Joe, I know you'll appreciate this, we're not giving up. I am a member of the state Republican party. I was a two-term select woman. I won back-to-back races in a heavily Democratic municipality. We are gonna stand and we're gonna fight, and a lot of us, are thinking about running again for office we have a, some time to decide and we want to overwhelm the system with competitive races because we have the least amount of competitive races in the country but before all of that we want answers from William Galvin, Michelle Tassaneri, his right hand in his office. We want those be- return to sender ballots counted and we want a number. We want to know and we have a right to know as the public, as residents of our state. And we're hoping that they're watching this and that they'll go. And like we all watched Sesame Street, we learned how to count. Count those ballots. They come in linear footage. I'm a postmaster. I can count those in about five minutes and tell you how many mail pieces are in a tray and how many were returned. And the general public, I believe, would be outraged if they knew that many return to sender ballots existed.
0: So, so that brings up an interesting uh, topic, right? And you talked about you're you're running in the Republican party. You're you're a proud member of the Republican Party. Um, you're a chair. You said you were a chair.
1: No, I'm a member.
0: Okay, I'm an elected so,
1: member. There are 80.
0: So, I'm I'm going to tell you, um, we have 132 assemblies across the United States that uh, our organization, FEC United, we would go out and find candidates, and we we would we would get plumbers to run for office. We would get. It didn't matter to us, right? We we'd go out and say hey listen and it shouldn't and and people were like oh, we don't have any we don't have, we don't have any we, we don't have any experience and i look i look at them and i go if you haven't been paying attention neither do they yeah. <laughs> i mean look at what's happening it's like it's a, it's a massive fire and so we went into these assemblies these primaries and we got people to run for delegates to be delegates inside of the assembly and then we got people to run for office mm-hmm. And Ash, what happened, not just in Colorado, but it happened in Texas, it happened in Arizona, it happened, we won all of them. I mean, we won nearly every single one. We pushed out people that have been in that position for a decade. And not by 2% or 3%, we won by 70% to 30%. We pushed out some that won't even be allowed to be on the ballot.
2: Yeah, they didn't get enough. Um, in, in Colorado, there's a couple of long-standing rhinos that didn't get enough. But what I love the most about what happened in the assemblies last weekend is that you have the establishment crying that those elections were rigged.
0: <laughs> no joke. They, they did that. And they say that we're dangerous yeah. because what you're doing is dangerous, Caroline. It's, it's dangerous because you're, you're, you're questioning the government apparatus. You're questioning the status quo. And that's how they divvy up power. It sounds roughly familiar to what happened with President Trump. We saw what was happening in 2020. But that's not the biggest problem. 2020 is, is basically the, it's the fork in the ground, the stake in the ground, where we say we, we're going to run around this. Right? We have to fix 2020 if we want to ever fix anything in the future because of how much damage it's done to our society. Right? But, but, but it's not just President Trump. I mean, they're stealing oh, yeah. elections at every level, and they're using mail-in ballots to do it.
2: Well, and we see it now. We see that the commissioners in a lot of cases are are corrupted. The DAs, the the AGs, the, you know, it's it happens down ballot from the presidential election. But, uh, you know, 2020 was the crime. We're in the middle of the cover-up, unraveling the cover-up, and the cover-up is always worse than the crime.
1: Joe, I agree with you. Um, And I've been urging our state Republican party to do more, to find out what happened on 11-3. And I am highly frustrated um, that not much attention has come out of our state party to dig in and find out because we're gonna have a repeat in 2022. Now our party's looking for candidates now to run and there aren't enough candidates to run. And the reason there aren't enough candidates is because People don't want to waste their time running in what they perceive is a rigged election. Mm -hmm. So if we don't fix the election, we affect future elections. And as I said, we have the least amount of competitive races. Massachusetts has the least amount of competitive races in the country, in the country. So people won't run. And it's very corrupt. So without looking under the hood and finding out what happened, we're going to affect decades of future residents of Massachusetts because no one is gonna be on the ballot. You know, three quarters of the people walk into a ballot in Massachusetts and have one name because 20, 25% are challenged. So that, you know, has to change Mm. and it won't change until people have confidence in the election, as you stated, Joe, and our state party needs to do more. And that's what I've been urging them to do. Now it feels like it's fallen upon deaf ears, but I'm gonna continue to shout from the rooftops That our state party needs to do more and whether i'm you know liked disliked cheered on throwing tomatoes at i'm gonna do this because it's the right thing to do
0: hey listen character is the thing that god judges you by and reputation is the thing that man can screw up but i but i want to say this you know i'm sitting next to someone who is a fearless fighter for what's right you are a fearless fighter for what is right you know what i'm surrounded by women Cause where are the men, where are the men, if it wasn't for women, we wouldn't even have this chance to save this country. Cause you guys have been putting duct tape on and, and fighting like tooth and nail to get things to, to the point where we can still save this nation. And I don't feel like it's equally yoked. I think it should be equally yoked. I think that there should be more men that decide to get off the couch, right? To stop saying I'm tired or I got to go to work. They're just not doing it, right? They're not not stepping into the fight. And I think that if we're going to win this, we have to win it on every front. We have to run for office. We have to do the things that are necessary to challenge them in court. And we've got to get our men to start acting like men, God-given men. These are men. We need to start acting like men.
1: We need more men to stand with us. We really do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, when um, in when I was reading the letter from Representative Holter, he says at the end, that the answer for Colorado is that we need to get a new secretary of state in place. And that's true in part. Right. Yeah. But we have to fix the system. And I love, um, you know, if, if you watch War Room behind Steve Bannon, there's a plaque that says we can do hard things. Right. We can. We have been. We've been doing it since since the election day. And we can do two things at a time. We can put good constitutional candidates up and fix the system at the same time. And I think that that's something where, um, you know, we, we don't let them, you know, don't let them tell us it's a it's a binary choice. Right. Right. No, it can't yeah. be a binary choice.
1: So one thing, yeah, um, Carolyn. Yep.
2: Yeah. One thing that you said um, when when you were talking about the legislators, you said nobody's fighting. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's looking at this. But you are. Right. And you are pressuring you and and the incredible patriots in Massachusetts are pressuring the legislatures. Keep it up. It's an election year and these people want to be reelected. Make sure that they know that these decisions are going to hang around their neck and it's going to be their What makes them or breaks them. So keep that pressure up. Um, You know, keep keep doing what you're doing, because you and, and to all the patriots out there in Massachusetts, figure out where those vacancies are and run for office get in there you guys now's the time there's no there's, you're not saving your your patriotism your activism for a rainy day it's now um, Caroline thank you so much and I'd love to uh, I'd love to have you back on um, to talk about mail and ballots great in great depth uh, with your your experience as a postmaster um, I, I think that would be fascinating if we have more time so I'd,
1: I'd love to do that in the future sure thanks for having me
0: All right, God bless you God bless you So we got a lot. I mean, the big sandwich. We have stuff happening in Otero County. We already have one commissioner that's likely, if there's fraud, to declare it a um, decertification. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the stuff coming out of Arizona. Arizona has become much of a a laughingstock, I will just say. Uh, There's a lot of good information that you got out of Arizona. But still, um, because of the circus that they created around it and the... And the people that they have in it, and the way that they handled the uh, audit report, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and some of the things that were said, um, li- left people like Liz, Liz, Liz uh, Harrington to to go Harris. Harris. Yep. Harrington Her- is
2: the press secretary for Trump.
0: Okay. What? Okay. Liz Sorry. Harris Liz, and Liz Harris. Harrington. Liz Harris. Liz yeah. Harris. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But uh, this the stuff that Liz has been saying. She can't. She get. She, there's no traction anymore. Right. There's no traction. There can't be any traction because. Now, frankly, I believe it's because you have people like the Joe Vaughn that, you know, republish stuff that came out eight months ago and act like it's some new thing. It's not right. And that's the problem with um, some of the people that are involved in, in Arizona specifically is that they did things to discredit all election audits across the board. It, it, was, a, it was a controlled uh, opposition environment inside of Arizona. Unfortunately, they did not see the, the things that are happening in Otero. I mean, that's, that's a legitimate audit. It's legitimately one of the most careful audits and it's on a smaller scale. Mesa County is the same way. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is the same way. And the stuff that we have, the fraud, the fraud that is existing, they cannot explain it away. It is 100% in the machines. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to be able to overcome it, but they're not. We're going to walk door to door. We're literally going to walk door to door in every state and we're going to pass out, you know, stuff to everyone and we're going to say, "Just check it out." Just check it out.
2: Yeah, you know, as we um, as we published the canvassing report, a bunch of the USCIP uh, activists in their counties started printing off QR codes, right? Just a little yeah. thing with a QR code goes to the report. Um, some of them did a summary of key points and whatnot. Went put them on people's windshields. Yeah. Um, and all of the assemblies put them on the caucuses and assemblies put them on the chairs. Uh, there's one one uh, incredible, amazing lady down in uh, Pueblo that she owns a trucking company and she's putting the QR code with a link to the report on the side of all the trucks that are that are going to be going. So get creative. And, you know, this is the, the we're all leaders, right? We're we're the heroes that we've been waiting for.
0: Yeah. So, look, we're, we're going to continue to stay in the gap. Um, Mr. producer, you're going to have to add air med Care network to the the thing. If you just add it in there at the end. Um, but we're, we are out of time. I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you guys about something really quick. Number one, if, if you have not gone and given us a review on Apple, please do that. And I, Max is going to be launching his own podcast. I will announce that when I can figure out what the time is. So I want you to support him. He always has great content. Um, and uh, the one that he had today, I, I did actually watch his podcast. Today. It was very good, mm-hmm. talking about Katanya um, uh, uh, Brown Jackson. One of the things Ketanji. that Ketanji. oh yeah, yeah, Katanya, there's yeah. a Katangi.
2: Katanya, there's a J in
0: there. Yeah, but I think it's it's. Oh, Ketan- is there? No, yeah. you don't say the J. I don't think so. Um, My apologies. So, so she was asked a question today, and I want to say this. It's really interesting. She was asked if she could define what a woman is. And she said, I can't. I'm not a biologist. She she actually said that.
2: Nominee for Supreme Court. Supreme Court Justice.
0: This is a Supreme Court justice. Any senator, I I wanna I wanna make this very clear.
2: So if there was any question that gender fluidity is on the table, no matter how she answers the questions, gender fluidity is on the table. This from the same the same uh, nominee who has been trying to to normalize pedophilia and go lenient on sex
0: crimes. 42% of the uh, of, of reduced sentence in the people that were found guilty of pedophilia or uh, child pornography. And child pornography, not pornography, child pornography. Pornography involving children, like as little as two years old. I went through and read some of the cases. Yeah. It's disgusting.
2: Yeah.
0: And wh- one of the cases, there's no, she should have gone above and beyond what the prosecutor wanted in those cases. And she still was lenient and gave them a 58% less of a sentence. And it made them spend less time in jail than people that have done lesser things have gotten. Mm -hmm. And it just shows you the propensity for evil. It's not a propensity for race. What we're dealing with right now is not a unbalanced scale based upon color of skin. It's based upon evil. They can see it in each other. Mm -hmm. And so they want as many good people as they possibly can to suffer. And this woman is disgusting. She is an enabler. She is an enabler for pedophiles. And any senator who votes to confirm her nomination is a pedophile enabler as well. And that, that's something that, that Ron Watkins put up today. We've been talking about that. We have to be really careful. We have to be vigilant. Our election system is completely compromised. Mm-hmm. Completely compromised. I'll let you get a last thought and then I'll line us
2: out yeah absolutely I think we are um, we're living in a time where good you know good is bad and, and bad is good everything yeah. is upside down but God says woe to them who call good evil and evil good and that's what we're seeing um, you know you talk about wanting as many good people to suffer as possible that's Satan's game y'all he knows how this ends yeah. Satan knows that he loses he just wants to take as many of you with him as possible as possible and so we're yeah. seeing it. We're seeing an escalation. We're seeing satanic symbolism all over the place. We're seeing, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, sex crimes being prosecuted in higher numbers than ever before. We're seeing uh, all sorts of darkness come to light. And that's, I mean, what a time to be alive. But as you said, stay vigilant. And for heaven's sake, you can't stick your hand, you can't stick your head in the sand anymore. Um, do you want? What are your What are your values? Are your values that you either murder babies or rape them? Or do you actually value life? Do you and actually? They, and va- they
0: don't care about us. They well, don't, yeah. even the pro life movement finds us an inconvenience. They just do it to walk through the motions to get money from you.
2: whole it's a it's an entirely corrupted system and that's really hard there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that comes along with that there's a lot of you know kind of feeling overwhelmed by it and wanting to go back to sleep wanting to pretend like it's not there just focus on work just focus on watching the game or going shopping or if you can still afford to shop whatever whatever it is you can't you can't this is the moment this is the time when you have to decide who you are and what kind of values you want to hold, and what kind of world and society and country do you want to leave for your children? so those are those are my final words,
0: yeah, so uh, we're out of time. um so if you like us, uh, please subscribe to us on Rumble. like I said before, Max is going to be putting out a new show. Um, I, I want to clarify some things there there's Max and I are going to be friends. we're going to everything will be fine between Max and I. We're just we have different perspectives, completely different perspectives. It doesn't make Max wrong about everything. It just makes Max have a different perspective than me. I'm still going to support Max. Max and I have been friends for years, 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 years. That's not going to change. So he is going to have a show. I'm gonna I'll let you guys know when he does have the show. Um, but uh, you can follow us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, D Live, Twitch, Frank's Speech, and Hub. You can find us on the audio versions at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. If you're one of the four people that came in and gave us a one-star review and said, oh, I'm so mad because uh, Max left the show. Um, listen, uh, if, if you wanna be a child, be a child. If, if you don't, great. I mean, it, do, it doesn't bother me. You, you wanna come in and, and you wanna judge a relationship that we've had for eight years. You wanna get in the middle of it. I didn't actually get in the middle of it. Max didn't actually get in the middle of it, right? We're all big boys and girls. We're going to have a show. We're going to give you as much truth as we possibly can. And I know Max will do the same, and we will support him. So sign up and give us a five-star review. Uh, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it or it would enjoy hearing it. The big thing about election fraud is election fraud is something you can't run away from, and we're not going to get tired. There's no fatigue in us, right? But we're going to go after these really bad people uh, to protect the American Yeah, I, I can say
2: Matt Crane's email gave me a massive second win. Oh, yeah. Third, fourth, fifth, tenth win.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to get him. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. A lot of evil in it's the world.
2: It's really awesome being on the side of truth and light.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it not only is, it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. I had some people say that they're not getting the text. We're going to move it to a long code. We'll have it done in the next couple of days. Uh, use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter. You can get our fax blasts. You don't miss any important updates. Listen, the fax blasts are really important. Um, I, I had a couple people, because people do this every day, and they spend 20 or $30 faxing Congress. So we have a new subscription that we'll be launching this week. It was supposed to be done three months ago. It's not done. Uh, then it finally did get done. We've had lots of different things that we've had to kind of juggle, and that is, you know, how do we do sponsorships? And who do we have on the show? And And we've been growing our um, uh, team here, uh, which has caused a little bit of, you know, the, you know, everyone getting the na- dynamics of getting everybody to get along with each other and, and, uh, fill gaps. So we're finally there. So we do have the ability for you to do it every single day and it's not going to break the bank and we're going to build out a mug club. I think we're going to call it a mug club. Are we Mr. Producer? Or is it going to be a t-shirt club, coffee club?
2: We can call whatever we want. Yeah. I'd like to do both. There's going to be a club.
0: There's going to be a club. And, and frankly, the idea is, is how do we fatigue them? How do we let them know that every day we can just punch them in the face and we can also bring you great content metaphorically great opportunities? Punch in the face. Meta- I, I will metaphorically punch You'll them metaphorically. in the face with words. I will too. I will too. <laughs> Unless they come to my house. Then it'll be a little more. So that's it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Altman, And with...
2: And I'm App.
0: And uh, remember that the fight is not won, but the only way we win is we all stand up and fight together and pray. God bless you.